Welcome, everyone, Skexies and Mystics alike, to the Poggling Pub Chats, a watch-along podcast where we talk, take some quarantine time to talk about the weird world of the Dark Crystal. My name is Chris Shriver. With me here today is the Living Ninja Turtle and Heavy Strike co-founder, Brandon Hunt. Hello, hello. Oh. Also oh. joining us is the host of the Platformers podcast and Dragon Ball master, Mr. Brian Barnett. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So low key, so low key, so put just together. To, hey, I'm just trying to chill. Hey, I like it, man. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to cultivate an aura of. I have this like Jerry curl that my widow's peak just like takes over. Oh. It's really gross. Anyway, um, so <laughs> this week's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, episodes four through six of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance series uh, that is available on Netflix. We're going to spoil the hell out of it. So if you haven't watched it, go do that. Um, if you haven't watched the other or listened to the other episodes of the Podling Pub Chats, go listen to that. It's on Spotify, iTunes, everything else. Um, with that, episode four starts out with a lovely little song from our friend Hup. Who's mm-hmm. trapped in a jail cell. This is like, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like this is one of the first times that we get um, music like out of this world that's like just sung from a character. There was uh, a lot of that in this span of episodes. Yeah, and they do it really well. Yeah. I, so every well. time every time anybody in some sort of fiction sings anything, I brace because it's so easy for it to be really bad and be painful and super cringy. And I never felt that even once during these. And that is maybe the highest praise that I can give to it. Yeah. I Yeah. And there's a, another scene um, in, I think it's episode six, where uh, there's another song that happens that um, I was yeah, thinking. It is episode six because I thought it was, I wasn't like looking at it. I had it maxed out on my screen and I thought it was the end of the episode and it's literally like a third of the way in. Oh yeah, it's super early. And I'm um, like, wow, this is like a great place to end an episode. Nope, we got a whole lot of other terrible stuff that you got to watch. Nope. We can, we can jump around a little bit just so we're not like so... But we, we can work our way through. I don't, I don't have any problems with that. I just like, yeah, that um, was just something that I noticed that I thought was funny. But no, I mean, during that that scene in episode six specifically, like I um, I couldn't help like so like I did choir growing up in like high school and middle school and everything um, and college. And I was like trying to imagine like all these voice actors that um, are in this scene, like learning this because I guess it's not language. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's not poggling because poggling has their own language. Um, yeah. So it's whatever this is. It's like whatever. I don't know the, the native tongue of Thra or whatever. Um, but they're all singing this and it's just like it's so they harmonize well together. And then Hump yeah. just comes out of nowhere and he's like bebopping and scatting in his own native tongue. Like, <laughs> yeah, God, it's just it so was super cool. cool. Yeah. The harmonies were very, very tight and good. And I was also thinking about that. I was like, how long did it take them to learn these like these like nonsense, like consonants. Oh my and, gosh. And yeah. yeah. Stuff. I'm sure they practiced right. for a long, long time to get these. Yeah. Things. I mean, it's like no different than somebody like, like I don't speak Latin, but I had to sing plenty of Latin songs when I was growing up. Um, mm. It just, it reminded me a lot of that. Just like them going to like a music rehearsal, like, you know, however often I'd, I'd be interested to know how long that process was. Right. Um, I'm sure they brought back in uh, some of the folks who, wrote an original music for the first movie and um, kept that tone going for all the popular stuff. 
man. Oh man. yeah. The uh in the original movie that intro song when they go to the Podlick village and they're in that like underground bar uh that song still rips to this day. It's so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so good. It, it's it like so the good. podlings watching the podlings party makes me want to freaking party. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we we get <laughs> a really good scene of that um actually in episode 4. Yeah. Um, where it's like right before um, all the Gelfling show up to dream fast with Rianne. But yeah. um, that is such like a, you go into Philly, go to Xfinity live during an Eagles game. And like, if you get the right crowd going, like that's totally yeah. the scene you get the wrong crowd going. It's more like the scene from the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> or the, uh, or the Garth of bus through the, through yeah. the wall. Like, what's yeah. up? I'm a Dallas man. Oh, oh no! I'm here to curb stamp, curb stomp <laughs> you people. Yikes! Big yikes! <laughs> Big yikes! Um, Anyways, I love how. I mean, this is a good segue to, to go to the Skeksis dinner scene, which is the yes. next part. But I love how it's it's a good kind of juxtaposition between like the earthly kind of rustic lived in moments of lived in vibe of the podlings and then you go to the skexis dinner where it's it's just like just flaunty and 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 gaudy and, and yeah yeah exactly and it's like it's all kind of unnatural like, yeah it's gross in all the right ways where like the you know the skexies are eating and they're like tearing things apart and like you know like it's not it's not real meat. It's not real anything. Cause this is, you know, it's a world of puppets and all this sort of stuff, but like it looks gross in the way that like food that you've never seen is like very strange. And you're like, I don't understand what's happening, but like, I see, I see that like a lot of people are eating this. So it's clearly edible, but I don't understand what's happening in this bowl. And then you have one of the Skeksis like freaking like drip pus into her own bowl and then pick it up with the noodles. It was so heinous. Yeah. How dare you make me watch that? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it takes that scene from the movie and just like elevates it to the nth degree yeah. of just like right. being completely gross. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we get the emperor, like realizing that they're literally falling apart and like, like he pe peels off pieces of his finger. Yeah. Uh, in that He's moment. Like, Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's a cool. It's a cool kind of like uh, foreshadowing to his death in the first movie, in the yeah. movie where he literally just falls apart and crumbles and turns to dust. <laughs> as yeah, he, he like crumble. He just crumbles into himself. Yeah. Right. Which which screwed me up as a child. Whenever and this was that. yeah no it definitely did me as well for sure. The, how far apart are these anyway? Like uh, like five hundred years. Something. <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I, don't remember. Remember. I don't actually know if they've ever. I think said they that. said, right? Didn't they say? I don't know. Any, anyway, but yeah, like, I feel like I was just thinking I to myself, like, like, how much longer did he last after this? You know what I mean? I feel like it's probably like a, it's got to be like a generation or so, because I feel like probably one of these characters, maybe eventually, if we get season two, is going to be, or two of these characters is going to be a parent to. Uh, a character, Jen, Jen, and a and a parent, and then another set is maybe a parent to Kira, because uh, mm. uh, you know that's how uh, you know biology works. 
That's how yeah, they, they don't get down. They don't bud <laughs> like cactuses. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. Although I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen in this universe. That, if there was one <laughs> fictional universe where very obviously kind of gendered characters budded off of trees, this would be yeah. the one to do it. <laughs> this would be the one to do it. <laughs> well, Chamberlain calls Skekmal into the mix, right? Brian, what yes. are your thoughts on Skekmal? Which one is Skekmal? Is that the hunter? He's the hunter. Yes. Yes. This dude rules yeah. so hard. He's the man. He's like, menacing and terrifying. He's a great pop figure. Like this uh, is the first time since since the since seeing the original movie as a child. This is the first time I was like, wow. Yeah, the Skeksis are scary. Because I'm not yeah. scared. <laughs> I'm not because maybe it's just because I've seen the it's like watching the hobbit when you've already seen the lord of the rings it's like you know how the story ends it's not that scary because you know like th the stakes are different you know but with the hunter uh i'm like this guy's terrifying this guy is clearly yes he could end literally anyone and because this like this also if you've seen the movie you know that this is like the Netflix series is essentially an extended version of like Rogue One, where it's like, I mean, you kind of, you kind of know they're they're not going to make it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Or if they're, they do, or if they do make it, it's not going to matter. You know what right. I mean? It's not going to matter until way, way later. Um, right. But um, but yeah, the the introduction of the hunter and then the stuff that happens with him and other characters later, I was just like, holy crap, this guy rules! Like <laughs> this guy is so cool, and the fact that like. I like I kind of discovered when we were watching the movie uh, with with that the picture that I sent in the general chat in here um, of, of like the Skeksis have more than just two arms, which mm -hmm. I, I didn't really realize because most of the Skeksis don't use them in any yeah, like real kind of there. Yeah. The hunter, he uses them. Except and if you're Skekmal, then you freaking some freaking. There's a general grievous moment in this that I was like extremely here for, <laughs> but it's not Ooh. like <laughs> it's not like a general grievous moment. Like, oh, General Kenobi, I can hold 19 lightsabers. Like, it's, yeah, it's not cheap in any way. Like, you see him do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit, they might not make it. <laughs> well, dude, I was already thinking this guy is toast, and now I'm like, oh crap. This guy is double toast. <laughs> this guy has two slices of toast in a Gelfling sandwich. He's a double decker toasty sandwich for sure. Man. <laughs> oh. yeah, he's a uh, he's he's one of my favorite, my favorite Skeksis. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely my favorite Skeksis next to Chamberlain. Um, yeah, but he uh, he's one of my favorite additions, just like to the universe as a whole. Yes. Um, yes. I love that. There's like. The fact, especially the dynamic between him and the Chamberlain, where he's like, and he calls him out on it. He's like, yeah. I know you're not going to do like this dirty work. Like you don't even have the balls to do it, basically. Yeah. Um, but I'll go do it because th this is how I roll. But the thing that I love is that in Skekmal is everything that I, I forget. Skek Tech is the scientist. What What is yeah. Chamberlain's name? Yeah. Skeksil. Skeksil. Okay. Yeah. So. So Skeksil is everything that Skeksil is not. The hunter has a code and he lives by it. 
and he is Mm -hmm. very energetic and very athletic and he's strangely the only one who isn't like withering away in that tower is incredibly youthful and like you know he's he is strong in like you see the general and the general is before you see the hunter the general is like the symbol of strength the symbol of power you know he's the strongest of them and then you see the hunter and you're like oh this dude would eat that dude's lunch like yeah. free yeah free <laughs> and it's like and it's like there's this you the you the, have to like wonder what the what causes that right yeah like, what, what, just... what why are all of the skexies like bureaucratic wimps and the hunter is this terrifying force of nature like, maybe it's because if you don't use it you lose, you lose it, it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> maybe so you think you think that the hunter is out there uh <laughs> is out there out there trolling for strange I and, uh, for a second. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> like, eh? I'm, just I'm just I'm just making a face on my screen at you both of you boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you no? think the hunter's out there trolling for strange and just and just murdering folks just to keep himself sharp? <laughs> hands down, hands down you for show. Um, so he's not picking up girls at the podling pubs with that skull mask he's got on. Come on, yeah. Could you imagine going back to that house? <laughs> like, <laughs> back, look at my trophies, <laughs> look at my trophies, <laughs> it's the heads of all the kelflings I've killed. Yeah. <laughs> my collection of tongues. What you don't like it? Oh, <laughs> mother was right. <laughs> I am a monster. <laughs> oh my god Skekma absolutely does not get any 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 tell on this whole thing <laughs> fun fact Skekma is a proud boy <laughs> that's where he gets god, all his probably. strength from <laughs> yikes <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus alright moving on moving on yeah, keep uh, that going so he takes off the skull. The skull breaks off. He's he's a member of the Juggalos. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Ra- Juggalos over anything else you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's fair. <laughs> uh, so later, or actually before all this, but we're jumping out of order. It doesn't matter. Brea yeah. uh, raises lore and basically has to do like that Dude, thing that everybody that does cool. in Uncharted, where like. You walk into a room and you're like, I have no idea how this puzzle works. Yeah. She's like, Well, I use 9,000 combinations and throws a stone on the floor, and then lore just comes out of the ground. Um, who cool. he's a cool puppet. Like, he's I think very it cool. takes like three people to operate him. He's yeah. actually a puppet. I thought for sure he was like CG or something. No, so he's he's it's two people as the arms and I think the legs. And then there's a guy in the middle that operates and they're all in like blue suits to like I, cut. I will out. never not be impressed by this. Yeah. By all of this stuff. Also fun fact. So Audrey watched the dark crystal movie with me for our first episode, but then I've been watching this series um, alone and she, she walked into my office earlier today when I was, when I was watching, I think like episode four or five and uh then when we were eating dinner she's like that show does look like that world is weird like not necessarily (laughs) super into it it looks it looks really good and i'm like yeah yeah it does it looks 
so much better than the movie. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, just shout out to the to the crew because this is like it's outrageous. They, ma- they marry puppeteering and CG very well. Yes. Yeah, they really do. And it's surprising yeah. like how much like how what the percentage wise of all the CG like really is because you you'd think like a lot of it is CG. You think it's like half and half, but it's it's really like 80 20 yeah. Tree. Like looking at lore, I was like, there's no freaking way. There's no way. There's but no then, freaking you know, way, dude. There's no but freaking geez, way. I've seen this movie. He's You're not doing this. The computer made him. You're telling me <laughs> that we got some puppeteers out here making what a bunch of rocks around. around. I don't think You're so. telling me they put, they put on a blue suit, <laughs> and when you put them on screen, they just disappear. <laughs> what the hell? Invisible puppet masters is what you're telling me. <laughs> okay. We're, we're stupid. Anyways, I love continue. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Brea raises lore, and then everybody's like, what the hell is this giant beast? Um, we also have Augra uh, with her first interaction with uh, the archer. I have the hunter in my notes, but it's the archer um, who she calls Longneck. Um, dude, fun fact. I totally thought the hunter was chasing her and I was like, why is he missing? Oh. And then of course, and then of course you find out, like, I, I was like, she is oblivious to the fact that someone is trying to murder her right now. And then, you know, you see the, the archer and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause she, so she's trying to, I mean, she's trying to hunt him down cause she's trying to get the song of Thra back, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, he he does that thing that she complained about in the last episode where she's like, should I talk to a mystic? No, I don't have enough time for riddles. Like, he, yeah, he does that to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just to, she's, like, she's like, yeah, we ain't doing that today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I mean, he's a cool character. Um, he's the yeah. first one that. Well, that's in a later episode, but he's the first one in the series, as far as I know, that brings up the fact that like he can't that there is a darker version of himself. Yeah, there is this connection between the mystics and uh, the Skeksis, because at this point, if you've seen the movie, like you, you know that you've you've figured that out by now. But yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did think it was interesting. And then immediately revealing his dark twin to be the hunter, which is like, yeah, like no crap. Like the archer could have beaten any of the other Skeksis. His freaking dark twin had to be the most competent of them. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of him being like, Oh, I need to get so-and-so's attention and literally shooting an arrow anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It, making it there. Right. Like that's his whole call. That's his stick. That's his thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I do like the idea of, you know, Ogre follows his advice and is able to, you know, kind of get that going around. But and, and later oh, on, she got her groove back. Yeah. <laughs> which like which like goes into like a, a, a I think much later scene, like either in the next episode or something like that. It's but the next one. Yeah. But, but she does talk to him later. And, you know, just touching on the fact that he's talking about his, you know, his dark twin or whatever. And talking to her once she can kind of see things again. And and you, you, her kind of making the point of, yeah, like you could beat him, but your sacrifices are going to like, it's not going to be clean. You're not going to beat this guy clean. 
yeah, sacrifice is going to have to be made. And then he asks her, you know, will we see each other again? And she gives, you know, she gives a a great answer, which I think, I think her phrasing was like, you know, even, even Magra can't see everything or like, can't see all paths or something like that. So like, basically, like, I thought that was a very, I thought what I read that as is, is her being very diplomatic, knowing this dude is probably going to his death and not really wanting to say it. Yeah. Um, right. Well, and to Augur, like, even if he, in theory, if he were to die, she would still be able to see him. But, oh yeah, in, in a way, well, I, right? Like in a spiritual I, way. I think it's kind of like the same as Yoda when when Luke asks him, I forget what question, but Yoda kind of goes like, "Difficult to see," you know? Yeah, you know, always, yeah. always in motion those, is the future. Yeah, right. Exactly, and so it's like. Audra can probably see like multiple timelines of things or they were at least fed to her in a way that like, you know, space and time can't like give her a definitive answer. So it's just like, I'll just show you everything and you parse it out for yourself. Yeah. Um, and so it's, that's probably how it works for Audra. I'm going to assume. I like that assumption. You're a smart boy. You know? that, that gives that gives her more benefit <laughs> of the doubt than I was giving. <laughs> but I also agree um, that she's probably, you know, she's probably seen shit. She probably can guess that, as we all can, that um, the uh, that people are going to die, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't. One can't die without the other dying. Um, as yeah, the assumption is made there too. So she's probably like. I was kind of wondering, like, like what. Mm. If like if um the archer like just jumped off of a cliff or something, if he if he like killed himself or something, the hunter would go, right? Well, like, not, I, not yeah. Like well, you... I mean, in theory, like the um, like that happens in the movie, right? Where yeah, one of them gets killed, and then right. the other one just disappears, and it's like, oh, and they that's when they turn and look, and they're like, oh, okay, I guess he's yeah, yeah. 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 When one of them fell into like the the pit of the crystal and burned up in the lava, and then one of them in the pack like just right. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So like in theory, yeah, but <laughs> and they all but just I mean because back and they're like, oh, oh, oh okay Craig's, then. Craig's gone. Craig didn't make it. Poor Craig. Poor Craig. Anyway, what are we getting for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I guess let's go to Togo's or whatever. Subway. Let's go to Subway. You guys don't have yeah, Togo's. You fresh. Yeah, Craig had my ticket for Schlotsky, so we shouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really, the only other I tried to grab the most major plot points out of each episode. Um, sure, but yeah. the only other major piece uh, that happens here is we have or there's two, really. We have uh, the dream fasting in the pub. Um, and that's when awesome. Rianne's... I was so stressed out with Rianne being the only one who like knew who what was knew? going on. Yeah, and now it's like okay, oh, thank God, we got a couple. Yeah. We got a it's couple. It's like an STD of knowledge. Like as soon as yeah. one person gives it away, like, <laughs> which is funny because that's basically what the Skeksis compare it to. Yeah, to try I mean, to scare right. everybody off. Right. They're like, that's mind is infected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love how his father comes in in the middle of it and is like, you know what? I need to, I need to see what's up. Dude, I for real thought he was going to stab those people at the table. Could you imagine? That would have been so bad. 
it would have been so I bad. But I, thought, I thought that's what he was going to do. And I was like, no, you guys are totally vulnerable. And this guy's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but had that not happened, we wouldn't have gotten what is one of my favorite scenes in this whole series where or yes, sequence really. Um, when Skekmaw finally tracks them down and is chasing Rhiannon and his father and they're like we can take him like we used to hunt Fizzgig we can get him remember when I was shooting uh, Womp yeah. Rats in my T-16 back home yeah. kind of like that it's just a Death Same Star thing. <laughs> just um, like shooting Womp Rats back home you guy a Death Star isn't much bigger than one meter yeah right. aren't you Mr. Smarty Pants is that a Family Guy Same. bit I don't know. I, so. I, don't I haven't know. watched Family Guy in like ages. I mean, it's an it, if it is, yeah. it's an old one because I haven't watched it in probably yeah. ten years. Um, yeah. The the gobbles, man, are like dude, freaky little are, leeches growing out of the ground, freaky way. Oof. Like oof. they move so much, <laughs> but like it's like a, it's like a freaking wave pool. Yeah, of death. I just imagine there's like a giant stomach like <laughs> under the earth. <laughs> Welcome like to the wave line. pool of death. It's like a sarlacc pit. It's probably it's like a, pit. Yeah. yeah, it's like 300 tiny sarlacc pits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now some of the some of the lines that the hunter has here is great. Um, when they're they're going at it back and forth. And when he, when he like, grievous is out. Yeah, you have heart. I'll take that, too. Oh, I missed that. That's a oh, great yeah. line. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite lines in the, in the show. It's so good. Um, and then. What you know, a great freaking villain line. He grievouses out and they 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 battle it out, which really like it it doesn't look that bad. Like the or I, I wouldn't say it looks bad, period. Like the, the no, fight that they're looks, having. Yeah, I thought it looked good. Well, because like what I think what I find it like funny about this scene is like when you talk about the original Dark Crystal and you talk about trial by stone, and it's like, well, of yeah. course they're gonna do that. They can't fight, and then you watch this scene and it's like, and it's like oh, they yep, totally they can definitely it. fight. Yeah, they totally got it down. But like how many years did it take them to figure out how to, to do that? that? Right, yeah. exactly. Um and and I love that about the and and like honestly with with Skexel and you know whatever the general's name is, you're not gonna get them fighting like the hunter can fight for sure. No. Yeah. Um which which I think is what makes this scene and the character by extension, like so powerful is because we're so used to the Skeksis being if quick, it's like quickly shuffling down a hallway or if strong, it's like being very slow and strong with like a swing at a rock, you know, and then the hunter is fast and strong on a totally different scale. I feel like uh, he's, he's the like embodiment of what, the Gelfling think a Skeksis is like as far when it comes to like yeah. just pure brute strength and power, they're like, Oh yeah. man, like do not mess with these people. They will tear you up. Yeah. Um, Which I because, mean, later on we'll get to like even regular Skeksis are pretty strong. They're pretty, Yeah. They're pretty bad. Yeah. But like, they don't show it the way that they don't demonstrate that the way that the hunter does. No. Which I, I really like. Yeah. Um, th When they, when he says he's going to or when when he's going back and forth with the dad and then eventually he goes, not my son and throws himself into the, the pit. Yeah. Um, did either of you like chuckle during this at all? No. During this fight? During. No. Like, OK, so 
when we first saw this and like she still does it and it drives me insane because it totally ruined it for me where like <laughs> there's the part where they're laying like in the bed of the gobbles yeah and his dad's like Rian, be brave, be brave. <laughs> yeah and then like you know he gets eaten but and like, then, he's, then he's getting wormed yeah, yeah. just goes from like zero to like a thousand whenever she does it or she'll be like be brave and it's like totally deadpan because it's a puppet and i was like first of all how dare you and she does how it every dare. single time how dare i'd be so mad if she did that while i was watching it for the first time it like it totally ruined the because i'm in there i'm like in tears watching this happen yeah and she just starts dying and i was like who dying laughing do you think it? you yeah. are Look yeah here. yeah i was not well you're engaged to a monster. I am. Yeah. You can tell yeah. her that. My fiance has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> she just takes care of sick animals. Yeah, right? Yeah. Terrible. She's but like, it's also a monster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think that's messed up? Be, be brave. Be brave, Ria. But yeah. Be brave. Oh, yeah. And the then the freaking uh, War Horse, where they, he, that dude says be brave like 14 times in the trailer. In, oh my in God, I forgot workers. about that. Be brave. Be brave. <laughs> That's a deep Anyways, cut, so man. I, I dug deep for that one. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, the episode ends with the hunter busting out. Which is Rian the in the process. punch to the gut. The gut. This, is, this was like the first episode where I was like, <laughs> like next one click yeah yeah because because here's the thing the hunter straight up says you're going down with me and then he doesn't yeah. even end up going down <laughs> so he goes up maybe he gets the fuck out of there i'm just like <laughs> man well and it, it, it makes it makes you think like his death was just for nothing it was I mean, like like rianne i mean rianne lived but like the hunter's still out there, but yeah, oh, the, 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 it always, it always sucks. And this happens in anime sometimes too, where like the sacrifice play doesn't work and it sucks. Like it hits me in the gut every time. Yeah. Like it, it wounds my soul every time I see it <laughs> where it's like somebody has this thing and they're like, I can't beat this guy in a straight up fight. I have to do the sacrifice play and they sacrifice themselves. And then the villains just like, huh? Or like laughs at him or mocks him, and I'm like, get the worst. This really boils my blood. Grinds my gears. Gears. That's where I was going with that. You don't really grind my gears when I can't find the droids I'm looking for. I thought it was a gut buster, and I cried for this first of all. I thought you yeah, you laughed. It was a gut no. buster. It was I a gut buster. I couldn't help it. It was no, I, I was the other way. I was a, a sad, pathetic mess in this episode and uh, the sixth episode, which we'll get to later. Um, but episode five, we've got is, uh, uh, what the first thing I saw was fire, or was that six? That is. Bam, bam, she knows all the secrets. She knows all the secrets. Ooh. Yes. And I think episode six is the first thing I saw was fire. Uh, episode four is the first thing I remember is fire. Dang. And episode six is by Gelfling Hand. Oh, by Gelfling Hand. Oh, out of two. Oh, out of two. Yeah. Wow. wow. Failure. 
Was that that Smash Brothers? That was pretty. That was pretty good. Uh, so episode five, uh, Chamberlain goes to the hunter and uh, while he's hanging Rianne from his little ankles. Dude, the episode starts with him hanging upside down like he's in the freaking Wampa cave. Yeah. His little ankles. His tiny yeah. little ankles. His tiny little ankles. <laughs> his tiny little ankles that have no bones because he's made of foam. Poor little guy. Poor hey, little guy. It's not his fault. He can't help that he's foam. He's made that way. (laughs) God damn it. This is the best episode yet. Yeah. We're so dumb. (laughs) Makes me so happy. Um, But Chamberlain goes and he's like, no, I want to take him to the castle because he basically, and and he's got a really, he has a really good line. (laughs) to um the hunter has a really good uh like dichotomy with him here where he's like yeah you hunt a chair like you hunt just like a seat of power like that's so lame like yeah i'm gonna cut this guy's mouth open that's so um, freaking lame bro Dude, yeah the hunter's like a server yeah. he's like bro you don't <laughs> you even hunt, hunt, you don't you even hunt, hunt lazy boy brah you're just out there inland, not even hunting the waves, bro. You gotta get out there with nature. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you even know how to ride a swell? Like, yeah, I mean, you can't even shred the nardies. <laughs> dude, the hunter, the hunter is straight up Bodie from Point. Yes, Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Same energy. I'm gonna tweet that. <laughs> Do it. I'm, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the hunter to after the bone mask gets totally broken off, he busts out a Nixon mask and pulls it over his top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he lets him go. He lets him take Rianne with him. So they get they get in their little carriage ride. I mean, Ch- Chamberlain plays into it. He's like, no, no, no hunt chair. I hunt for power. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Like he's he basically like tries to draw as many similarities between the hunter and himself as he can because he knows that's literally the only way he's getting out of this with what he wants. And he succeeds because he's a little yeah, which conniving. Is, yeah, which is why the Chamberlain is like the prominent figure that he is, because he's got he may not be much in the strength or speed department, but dude's got a silver tongue and he knows how to how to twist people around, which we're gonna see later in the carriage with Rianne. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah, that's another great scene. Yeah. Um, after that, we find out that the Landstriders in Harar are infected um, and the Almaldra is finally like seeing the darkening for the first time. Um, and she's like, oh, snap, it's real. Um, yeah. Later. She thought, she thought that the, the, the peasants and the farmers were just making it up to get out of paying their tithes. Right, right. But then as soon as she sees it, she actually like kind of makes a turn to be like more wise like we need to look into this like why is this happening i've hated her character this whole time and then immediately she just kind of like sees what's going on changes changes her position on the thing and i'm like wow okay wow like you really turned me around on you like basically immediately well and that's what i think that's an important moment because if they didn't do that um yeah this later everything everything with celadon wouldn't work yeah right um right right who's just the worst yeah, which we'll the, oh. we'll get to, but God, Celadon bitch. is just the worst. I really, I went from this bitch. 
<laughs> I went from sorry for Celadon and not liking the all Madra to the exact opposite, like almost immediately. It's yep. really crazy how they pull that flip and they sell it. Like very impressive. Like we've been talking about a lot about the, the effects and the puppetry and the like voice acting and all of this sort of stuff. That's great. The writing is also super great because if the writing wasn't on point, this stuff wouldn't work at all. Yeah. Totally. I think, I think five and six is where I get really, the writing really starts to shine. Yeah. Um, because it, it it not only brings together like all these different parts of this huge world, but yeah, you see a lot of character development in not just individual characters, but like races of not races, but like, different sex of society um yeah in Bra, which is and, like and not, really and not only that with the with like the established characters but then they bring in new characters that only exist for like one or two scenes and they still feel like full characters right that have agency and have their own kind of um goals and things and it doesn't feel tacked on in a scene that could very easily feel super tacked on and like kind of not resonant and instead it becomes like wow this is a turning point for like an entire like a character and a kingdom and an entire species and it's just like and like this entire story like that you you see the seeds knowing what we do about the movie you see the seeds for the beginning of the end like in in like this one scene that shouldn't mean nearly as much as it does except based on what we know is coming um, there's so many like, scenes like that where they kind of compound on each other where from the offset you're kind of like there's so much lore i don't know what's happening and is that all of that kind of gets more revealed as storytelling will is want to do than like a lot of it you just feel everything like start to click a whole bunch which i love yeah. in this episode and you're like so at the end of all these episodes it's like um so after that we have uh hup hup has his first like real moment of weakness which like breaks my heart every time i see it um is where, this when he down the spoon yeah he hup no paladin oh it's a spoon silly spoon hup nobody um, and he throws it to the ground and Deet has to remind him of like all the brave things he's done, which is very important because Hup is like Hup wants to be this like super powerful, great being. And later on in this episode and six, like we start to see. I mean, obviously, like he has like the, this like affection for Deet, um, but you also see him look up to Rian, but also like feel jealous about Rian and like his position just amongst all these people. Um, and he's like kind of envious of it. Um, and I feel like it's, it's an interesting like type of way that at least I was able to connect with it, like with the show. Um, cause it, like everybody's had that moment where like, you look at somebody and you're like, man, I wish I could be like that person. Um, mm. and whether it's your, uh, race or gender or whatever, like you just, you may not be able to be um, because of the world that you live in. Um, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Very, yeah. very, very good stuff. I didn't pick up I, on any of the subtext between him and Rian, but I definitely did see this as just another reminder that 
Hup is freaking best boy and Deet is the goat. Like, just. I mean, yes. <laughs> so, you is right. You, you is, is right. definitely right. <laughs> um, oh, were you going to say something have... about that? Uh, I think, yeah, uh, it, it, the seeds are planted there with Hup. Um, and I think we'll see them. Uh, we'll see them come out a little bit more, for sure. But yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's the low point for Hup, I think, or the starting of the the low point for Hup. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm not a hot gelfling like Rian. I'm just a little small <laughs> potato boy. And you're Still like, has some of the freaking best hair around, though. Let's not let's not you know beat around too. the bush. Yeah, me and Chris did not cosplay as uh, Hup for Halloween for no reason. No, so, we we picked that. We picked that. He's, the, he's, that the, he's the yeah, he's the David Hasselhoff of Podlings. Me and Chris did not cosplay as uh, a character from a show that three people have watched, including Chris <laughs> and myself, and go to our respective Halloween parties and have every single person be like. So who are you? And you're going to be like, from a show that you It's know. from the Dark Crystal Netflix series. You probably haven't seen it. That's it funny. came out like one day ago. And I already <laughs> have I didn't that's... plan it around the trailer or action figure or anything. I swear. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's nope. how Best Boy Hup is. He's that influential. So Yeah. Tell that to Hup. Trendsetter. What can I say? Tell that to Concha Club. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. oh man! Club. <laughs> so anyway. after after that, we have uh, the general and the ritual master. Um, they start saying that they need to get volunteers, quote unquote, uh, which is not not great for any of the Gelfling involved. Um, and he's so he's so skeevy. Like when they finally like have them all lined up, he's like, "Ooh, yep. I like that one." <laughs> <laughs> and then he's freaking licking his chops. Yeah. It's so grody. That, that scene that goes one on. Looks old. I don't want that one. <laughs> the vigor. Oh, uh, the, red, the one with red hair is full of juicy vigor. Yeah. It's awful. It can, like, and I get why they I'll do it because it's I'm so sorry, unsettling. <laughs> but man, it is just like the worst. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, really terrible. And they're like, mm, I don't like the look of this one's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why does he look like that? Like that? Oh, he must be. Oh, he's just old. And then the guy's walking away. He's like, well, I'm not old. I'm not that old. That <laughs> was like a great throwaway line. I love that. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, he had, and he had like a like a like a freaking. You know, big jaw too. He looked like freaking Gaston the Gelfling. <laughs> yeah, he's probably, the, he's probably the hottie of his of his time. Yeah, he was picking know. up them chicks that were reading the books. Mm-hmm. Them big, mm-hmm. big books. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, after this, we've got uh, Rianne and Chamberlain in that that carriage that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, um, which. In one of the most emotionally manipulative scenes in this entire show so far. You're not kidding. And I mean, like, 
I I genuinely have to believe that like the Skeksis don't think that they're evil, but I think most people don't. Most evil people probably don't think they're evil. Dude, um, I don't believe that for a second. I think that is a hundred percent Chamberlain just justifying the stuff that he's done after. Well, the first. yeah, you're right. Because like. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you're very right. Oh, it's like the emperor. The emperor straight up just like, fuck him. I don't care. Ah. Yep. <laughs> we gonna eat him. Yeah. We gonna eat him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. I don't care. We gonna eat him. Basically, his mo. That's um, I want. I want a poster. I want like an old school, like original Star Wars trilogy style poster with the emperor <laughs> with his hands up in the air and the tagline <laughs> underneath. <laughs> nah, I don't care. Fuck them. We gonna eat them. <laughs> Somebody Dash who's better at Photoshop than me, get on that. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there is that, there is that moment where, and I think that this is like, this is another point, like you were saying where, where the writing shines is like, you can see it from uh Chamberlain's perspective where it's yeah. like, yeah, like you're like, we are, we live way longer than everyone else. Like we, you know, we hunt other creatures to live because everything does that. Do you like, do you, he, he basically puts a comparison to like, do you, do you, you know, do, do you, you hate, like you hate a, the bird, bird for eating a mouse or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, because they, they have to do that. All, all things kill to live like that sort of thing. It's like, basically he puts it into like a survival thing and it's like, well, well, and it, it, it quickly like falls, falls apart. Like the argument doesn't work when he's like, what you're doing is unnatural. And, that's immediately when he snaps and he's like, death is unnatural. It's not me. That's the problem. It's the fact that we're supposed to die. I need to be immortal. Yeah. Um, that's, that's when the crazy alert. There's mm -hmm. the crazy alert. But, but the thing, the thing about that is there is something even in that statement that resonates with me personally. And maybe I'm exposing my own, you know, my own fears and weakness as, as a, as a mortal being, but there's an argument, that argument of de like death is an insult, that sort of thing is the same argument that Kaecilius makes in Doctor Strange, which is that like the fact that we're all destined to die is the insult. And that is the thing that needs to be corrected. And I'm like, I mean, if you can do that without selling us out to like some dark lord or something like let's talk, you know, <laughs> but there is that whole thing where I think I now maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I'm a weirdo for thinking it, but like, wait, y'all are mortal. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there is that there is that whole thing of, of like I see it from his perspective of like you don't obviously you don't want to die if you can find a way out of it and you got to make some sacrifices. That's when the choice comes in, right? And it's like, are you gonna be are you gonna be a mystic? and just let nature run its course, or are you going to be a Skeksy and you're going to freaking fight this stuff tooth and nail till the end? Um, and, you know, I, 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 I don't think that they're righteous choices by any means, but I understand the self-preservation angle of that. And I think that him devolving into that kind of reflexive, you know, death is, is an insult. You know, we shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't be us. We're, we're immortal. We should live forever. That sort of a thing. Like I, I, I like it when the facade kind of falls to the side 
And he's he's just like, no, this is wrong, and we're doing something about it, and you can't stop us, you know, basically. Yeah. So. Uh, after that manipulation. <laughs> Don't stop me now. <laughs> Great song. Fun yeah. fact: that's my favorite Queen song. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, I know. We, we've been know. the uh, after this. We have the Almaldra. Freya basically tells her about uh, lore. She's like, there's a, a rock man under your chair. We should go investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she sends Celadon to look at the Landstrider situation, and she is pissed. She does not want to go. <laughs> pissed with a capital. Pissed. A pissed. Angry. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Augra is at the uh, at the tree, and a creature that I can only refer to as Gizmo because he has the same eyes as Gizmo <laughs> from Gremlins when he's not sick. Um, he's super sick and she's trying to figure out the song of Throb by like drawing in dirt and eating leaves and doing all kinds of shit that she's trying to do mystics do. She's trying to do mystic as, stuff. Yeah. As you do when you're a crazy ass mystic shit. Yeah. Um, so Gizmo's sick and then, uh, she talks to the sanctuary tree and then they reaches out and it heals him. A bunch um, of tentacles wrap around him and take all that stuff away. Yep. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, like he dies straight up. Like he dies. Right. And then it like brings him back to life or something. That's what I got just, out of it. Like he's super corrupt. And then it like takes the corruption away. Cause I got the vibe that like that dude was dead. I mean, that's what I thought. And he was like, I say you he did. I, I say, say he did. What's wrong with you? I say you he did. That kind of <laughs> so many family guy references today. True. <laughs> it's very surprising. Like a third one. <laughs> it's very it's it's almost shocking. Yeah. <laughs> uh what else? oh we come back to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the colonel? <laughs> the colonel. <laughs> uh after that, uh Gurgen and Naya. Uh, rescue uh, Rian from the carriage, which is such a... I remember seeing the scene in the trailer and being like, yeah, yo, what happens in this show? Because I need to watch it. Well, it's just weird to see, like, these puppets in fast motion in general. So you're like, during the trailer, you're like, what? (laughs) And they're flailing about all over the place. Yeah. We didn't mention this all. We didn't mention this earlier in in the carriage scene because we got we got on talking about like immortality and stuff like that. But Chamberlain straight up cuts uh, Rianne's bonds and opens the oh, gate yeah. to the carriage and is straight up like, look, I want you to come back. I want you to tell I want you to confess to the murder of Mira, because if not. We're literally going to kill all the Gelflings. So you can either like the, the comparison that he made is, is like. Uh, Rian said, we're not your pets. And he's like, well, you can either be our pets or like we can kill all of you. Yeah. You know, that sort of a thing. And he, he's he's like, look, if you want to if you want to run and and he mocks him for running uh, and basically says that like that, like they're doing this. Uh, basically, he's no different from the Skeksis because every time his friends were in trouble, when Mira was in trouble, he didn't fight them. He just ran away. And so he basically Chamberlain mocks him for that and then says, hey, if you want to run away, there's the door freaking go don't let the door hit you you know and then Rian stays because he's like well 
he kind of he kind of gives into Chamberlain's way of thinking and is like, well, I don't want to doom my entire race because I'm trying to save my own skin. Maybe, you know, maybe I will go along with it or that sort of a thing. And, um, and, uh, so because, because of that, Rianne is still in the car, uh, or it's still in the carriage with Chamberlain when this, you know, rescue attempt happened. That would have been wild if he wasn't, but you know. Yeah. He's a brave little toaster that Rianne. <laughs> he is indeed. <laughs> well put. Very well put. Thank you. <laughs> so they bust him out. Yeah, they bust him out. Um, and I and love Lord how Lore gets some 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 sweet sweet action, making well, like yet. Wolverine. Oh no, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. this one. They uh, this is the one where they, where they, they, they climbed the on board and pop the wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love that they just straight up abandon Chamberlain in the middle of the woods. And Which take exactly like, what you need to do with Chamberlain. Just leave him out there. Yeah. Just leave his ass every time. Drop his <laughs> He can Uber home. Screw him. <laughs> He's got a job. They can pay for it. Uber uh, the name of those little roly polies? <laughs> roly poly olies. That's poor roly polies. Oh my god. Dude, They're they so go funny. through so much. It's just like the only thing you do is just roll. Yeah. At least they're like the, the Gelfling are kind of nice to them. Like, right? He's like, "Hey, rest up, you guys earned it." And he's like, "Cool, I've been spinning for Thanks, an hour." Thanks, I'm I so have... busy. Yeah, I've thrown yeah. up like fourteen times in my own shell. Please help. <laughs> Poor little guys. Poor little. Boy. They're the real brave little toasters. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh. After this, we've got oh, Agra finally discovers. This is a great moment. Uh, she finally discovers the Song of Thra. Um, but while this is happening, and she's like, it's starting to like come back to her, like that's that sick beat. Um, she makes like Tian Shin Han and opens that third eye. Yeah, and the uh, <laughs> since I know Brandon Hunt has such a deep abiding love for Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that's weird it's just like the last episode <laughs> i shifted down a gear <laughs> <laughs> yep oh dragon ball she, so um, she finds that she finds that sick beat she finds that sick beat but while she's doing that a lot of different like groups of the the characters start to dream fast and really this is when uh all of the these like different winding stories really start to come together um, because they do like literally get dropped in um, the dream space, um, which looks just like the crystal palace. It does look like the crystal palace, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. but, and, with a, but with somebody left the fog machines on all night. Yeah. Yeah. There was a sting concert and uh, they just <laughs> forgot to turn them off. <laughs> the music. Every breath you take. Um, <laughs> one one thing I love about this moment is like not only her being like yes like get hype we you know we we are the people that are going to rescue Thra, um, but we have Celadon there, who yeah she gives her Augur gives her whole spiel and Celadon's like no you're not going to do this this is heresy y'all suck blah 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 and she just bitch slaps her right out of the dream space <laughs> which was awesome yeah um. And I it's like so much. It, it's one of the 
the one of her many shitty moments as a character. Um, she's a necessary evil, but like I. And in the next episode, she gives she gives all of our all of our favorite goth friends a bad name. Yeah, she really like ruined my chem for me for a week. And then I was right back. And then I was right back on that train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was the lipstick that did it for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. could live with everything else, but man. I just want to watch I want the video of them not. putting lipstick on the puppet. Yeah. Ew. Bad. Would you have sex with me? I'd have sex with me. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh my god. Um so after she's the best show on the, the internet. World, Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thank you. So Piling Pub Chats. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Share with your friends. Uh especially your mom. Live. Uh, <laughs> every single person just clicks to another episode of something else. Yeah. How many click does this episode have? <laughs> um, and then we've been going to an episode of a podcast that only has two Family Guy references. Yeah, I don't need this. This is too much. Oh. Oh. Too many of my high school memories coming back. We, uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, 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 so she basically says to them, like, OK, you guys go to Harar and you do your thing and everybody else tell everybody all the other golfing about how messed up the world actually is. OK, cool. Um, and then they go off and do it um, it's funny because that's exactly what Deet and Hup were going to do anyway. Yeah. So now their cause is just bigger, which is great. Yeah. Um, but when they come out of the dream space, you get dropped into. um Harar in the castle and the Almaldra is like, hey, man, we got to we got we got to stir up the resistance, blah, blah, blah. And the Skeksis are there and they uh, were talking to Celadon and got all the deets of what was happening in the dream space. They didn't get deep, uh, but they got all the deets. I got him. And then uh, they straight up murder her. The Almadra, yeah. The Almadra. They murdered the Almadra. Which was wild. Yeah. It was wild. That's, this is the episode I was where like, I was dang like, it. I just started to like this lady. It's like Game of Thrones, but with puppets. Yeah. Nobody, none of these puppets are safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody is safe, dude. <laughs> it's like, it gets like, I'm not saying that it wasn't serious, but it gets serious in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, because, I mean, you spend so much time, like, building out the world and the clans and all that. And, like, I get it. And, like, what everyone's motives are. <clears throat> and then now that everybody's together, it's like, all right, now anybody can go. It's like anybody's yeah. ballgame at this point, which is it's so scary. Put into place. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about Celadon for a second now that, like, we're here. Now um, that we're at the moment. Yeah. So, like, she's the worst. Um, but she's sure. also like, she's also has been kind of neglected, which like, is but it, has right? she? it feel, I mean, it's based off of other people's perceptions. It's, it kind of seems like it. Cause you figure Tavra or Tavra is like, but you see now- how she, like you see her being like being kind of like dismissed and ordered around like, 
I get, I get feeling like you're on the outside, even though you are kind of the favored one. I don't think it justifies at all what she does. I mean, I think part I, of it's like middle child syndrome. Like maybe. Right. Yeah. It's probably the easiest way to describe it. But yeah, you know, all middle, you know how all middle childs uh, rise up to become tyrants. Yeah. You know how that happens I, to everybody who's a middle child. As a, as a middle child, I know nothing about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm also depending on, which of my parents we're talking about, I am also a middle child. Hmm. So. Um, I'm just that dingus that rose up, but nothing more than that. But you're our dingus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> One I, day the dinguses shall inherit the earth. Yes. <laughs> I have to wonder, like, and, and her, and not to get too political, but she is like a pivotal character. Um, that I feel like they use. Um, so like this is, I feel like the show in general is just more for a left leaning audience, right? Um, just the general themes and everything. And I feel like she's kind of everyone's relative that like, just won't listen to anything you have to say and just doesn't care. And like, no, I'm going to go, you know, get my own media and my, my own news from a certain space. Uh um you know like i feel like she is that character um and i, don't know, I mean we'll see how it works out for her but <laughs> um i i think it's i think it's necessary in this world though um to have that and to have somebody who's like interwoven within a family unit um right to you know to have that dynamic because if it was just some random person like who cares yeah she's got like all the deep the deep uh uh like skeletons in the closet the lore she's got like all the seeds planted with her family and like gulfling history enough to like and it's a it's a yeah it's a tragedy because of the good that her family has done and is continuing to do and the fact that she is now in a position of power where all the people who are trying to do good are not right Right. yeah right so she gets like so skewed in like the wrong way and believes that she's doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, she's a thousand percent bought into her own stuff. And it's crazy. Cause like, there's like actual energy that is, uh, turning creatures on themselves. And the, you know, it's, it's really like the case of like the Skeksis, like mental capacity to sort of plant seeds in individuals. Um, sometimes without even trying and and like turning them on each other, like just she's like the ultimate sort of uh, uh, what would you call it? Um, like release of that, right? She's like she's the ultimate example of like how um, how toxic the Skeksis are. Um, where she's literally like barely been influenced by them at this point. It's just like how much she has bought into their their narrative that they're pushing on to all the Gelfling um, and how she's sort of like succumbed to... Like treating it as gospel at this point. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. But she li- so yeah, I- you're... 
she literally watched them murder her mother and she's still on their side. And she's like, wow, my mother right. was just the worst, right? Like, <laughs> right. Whereas everybody right. else is like, yeah, she was the worst, but like right before the end, she was kind of the freaking goat. Like she yeah. was, right. she was going to turn the ship around. And this is her like not even being touched by the darkening, which is kind of yeah. wild. Even more frightening. Even which, more, yeah, exactly. like, it's something like, like uh, the Almadra ordered Celadon to go check out the blight where she would have seen it. And I don't think she's seen it yet, but she didn't go do that because this whole thing happened where her mother was killed. And so she still hasn't seen the blight. She still hasn't seen the darkening and she doesn't believe it. Well, so and, and, and later like it, it, it turns into, to, she refuses to believe it. Yeah. It's gone past the point. I mean, maybe not yet, but yeah, maybe in the scene that we're talking about, it goes beyond ignorance to willful ignorance. Right. Right. Where like she literally refuses to listen and casts doubt, uses her position to cast doubt on other people who do. And it just, she becomes this much in the same way that Chamberlain is. She becomes this like polarizing agent of drawing these false dichotomies and basically like forcing people to militantly oppose her. Um, which like drives a wedge in between the entire race of Gelflings, which of course paves the way with freaking, you know, gold paved streets to the future that the Skeksis want, which is right. just freaking sucks. <laughs> sucks. She's so, so like selfish in that way. It's like the complete like betrayal of the Gelfling nature, how selfish she is. And so yeah. ignorant, you know, which makes yeah, we'll, we'll get to yeah, we'll get to the to the the Gelfling nature in the next episode. But I do think it's so fascinating to watch her be willing to burn her whole world down in service to a status quo that isn't working. Uh, I mean, but you know, if you if you want to take what Chris said earlier about having parallels to uh, the modern uh, world, uh, I mean, they're is a lot of that going around now too. So There's a lot of that going on for sure. I mean, they, they like the writers have sp- uh, explicitly said, like it's part of the reason that the show is written this way um, mm-hmm. because of that. But I don't want to get too, too deep into that. You want to mm-hmm. see enough of that? Go on any of our Twitters. <laughs> You'll find plenty of it. Yeah. Let's, yep. let's enjoy hanging out in a fantasy made up world for a while. That's right. <laughs> And just be, be just make some goof em ups and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, there will be so, plenty of time for truth telling and uh, and uh, fighting the power and raging against various types of machines uh, later on. So episode Hell six, they are taken. Uh, and when that what's crazy is when they take them uh, like Deet and I'm going to call them Deet and the gang. Um, Deet and co. Yeah, Deet and co. Uh, when they all get uh, captured, uh, the general straight up looks at um, or yeah, looks at the the volunteers, quote unquote, and is like, you guys aren't needed anymore. Just get out of here. Um, we ha- we have what we came for and throws them into the caravan, um, which Lore is not having and busts out and chases them down in like this Mexican standoff between not even Mexican standoff. That's not right. But in a standoff between. Uh, Rianne, and while he's doing that, Lore's in the back ripping open the the caravan. 
Um, Dude, which he freaking busts out like Wolverine in this scene. Yeah. Which I love. Just cuts through that thing with his uh his He's LP a, needle. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> about to say with his freaking record right. He does he has like a record scratch moment literally on his stone arm, and then he freaking jams it into his eye. <laughs> cracks that sucker open like a tuna can. So I actually thought that he was um not to get too spoilery for spoilery for you, Brian. Um when he spoke when he spoke earlier um behind i actually thought that that was the voice of another uh character that we meet um in the the circle um in the crystal desert um mm-hmm. and apparently it's not apparently it's just the puppeteer which i thought was interesting right but they sound so, very similar this stuff yeah yeah sometimes you're like who is that man yeah and i like i looked at like four sites i was like it's got to be him and it wasn't and i was like oh, okay yeah. But yeah. people are good. People that are way. good at their jabs. I guess that's why they have them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why they freaking hired him, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the general and the ritual master are just like such babies in this moment because <laughs> they they finally realize they're like we're totally outnumbered in this like right now they could totally take us out i was waiting for lore to end them <laughs> i was waiting for him to run up and freaking smash throw, them. That, throw that spike through the face and he didn't do it no, i mean he couldn't i mean they, they're in the or movie. too pure he's too pure he is too I'm pure be, he's good honest, don't care about them being in the movie i wanted to see him stabbed <laughs> I wanted somebody to pay for this stuff that had happened. That's fair. I'll take it. Um, then we have uh, the Almadra's death, uh, like the ritual that happens after the Almadra dies. And, and I they forgot that they were in the movie. So, oh, well, there you go. Um, where they split up the uh, the crown to all the yeah. other clans and they send it out. And basically, it's the symbol that an Almadra has died. Everybody needs to come back. We need to put it to a vote who's going to be the next Almadra. Which I think um, is another cool, like, like, like the the song that they'll sing later in the desert. Like, it's just one of those elements of this world that's like, oh, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It'd be like it, it like, uses that naturalistic, like, we have this thing specifically for this. Yeah, that we it, use it, within our like. Society. If we had like, if we had like. Uh, like the American president wore a crown and then we split that up and sent it to all the states and then they all gathered up. Like it's a, it's a cool symbol. Like it's yeah. a cool, it's a cool right. symbol of unity and that super sort of democratic in that way. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Um, and then we, uh, when this is happening, uh, the librarian's there and he's like, we need to bury, bury your mother's body. Yeah. And Return so on. Yeah. yeah, he's like, no, that's for you know people that need to return to Thra. Um, you know, my my mother was a traitor, and, and he, he leans super hard into that, into yeah. like he was a heretic and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and um, he's that's where she, I'm like, you bitch. Oh my god, yeah. and it just it gets worse as the episode goes, like this yep. one especially. Um, mm. When he goes for shame and she just looks at it or she like just keeps walking, stops and goes for thra. And then and it's obviously not. It's for you, you freaking jerk. Oh, my God. She's the worst. 
<laughs> but then we're we're met with this uh this scene with Chamberlain. This is like one of my favorite like fight the power scenes in like literally anything. Um where Chamberlain's at Stone in the Wood and he's walking around. He's like, I need food, I need drink, I'm in the middle of the woods, I don't know what I'm doing here, but somebody's gotta help me, and they just start stoning the shit out of him. <laughs> start throwing a bunch of a bunch of smelly fruits at him. Yeah. <laughs> so good. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> well, and they call him. They call him a uh, uh, dirty drainer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is like so good. Like they're they're basically they've come up with a nickname that epitomizes his crimes and and the crimes of the Skeksis, which I love. I love. I think that's great. Yeah, it, and it's the first time that you start to see like an actual clan of people that aren't like main characters really start to be like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy into your bs anymore yeah right i'm over it um it's also very similar to what's happening these days which is kind of crazy it's weird how they did that well i mean it's weird that like this was made in 2019 and yet it is very it's honestly it's like i'm playing persona 5 royal right now and like a lot of the stuff that is in this game is way more resonant now than it was when it first came out and it's like this is like very impressive to me. And by that same token, like there is, a, there is a lot of that in, in this, uh, in the show as well, which I thought impressive I think and great. terrifying in a way. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you play death stranding before COVID? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, terrifying. I actually bought that game. I haven't started it yet, but when I, when I started to read about what it was about, I was like, maybe I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Until uh, COVID becomes a little more normal, or as normal as it can be. Right. <clears throat> it's a little um, close to home, let me tell you. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, after this, oh, Long Neck's just straight up like making a rock bur- uh, burrito or taco in the middle of the woods. <laughs> which is, like, I so thought it was freaking great. Yeah, he spills it all over the ground. He's like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my, my rock burrito. I totally thought he was going to like smoke that or something. Oh, maybe it was. I don't know. He's gonna, he's gonna, you yeah. should know about me, Jim Rogan. I smoke rocks, I smoke rocks. I'm crazy, Motherfucker. <laughs> um, oh, this is where he has the line I cannot defeat my dark half, uh, which we discussed. Um, oh, it wasn't until now. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then okay, so then we have the ritual scene when they finally get to the crystal desert, um, and it's like nighttime and. Uh, Rian and Brea are basically saying goodbye to uh, Rian's father and Brea's mother. Um, and they each of them have very, very, this whole scene is very emotional. Um, but uh, he has a really great line where he says, I was a soldier first and a son second. But in that last moment with my dad, like it, um, I was both. it was finally where it clicked and it both, they both became one. And like, I knew what kind of, you know, person I was supposed to be. Um, and then Brea, goes on to say that her mother never like never held back from saying that she loved her um, and was able to uh, like, she finally knew what that meant. Like when she was, you know, dying in her arms, basically. That, yeah. That part was resonant with me because she said, she said uh, every time she, she would tell me uh, she, she never uh, shied away from saying, I love you, but it was always in conjunction with something tedious that she wanted me to do. Like, I love you. It's time to wake up. I love you. Go take care of this and that. And she's like, um, 
what was it? As I saw the light fading from her eyes, I realized that, oh, I I thought that this was just something that all mothers had to say. And then as I saw the light fading from her eyes, I realized she had meant it every time. And I'm like, God, hit me in the freaking heart. (laughs) This whole scene is like so emotionally packed. And and as, as somebody who's been like, I just celebrated my first father's day. Like I, I have, I have an eight year old daughter and like that resonates with me because, because I tell her, I love her all the time. And it's just because of my heart is like overflowing with love for her. So I just, I have, like, I have to say it. It's like when you're filling up a cup and it just keeps spilling over. It's like, it's not, (laughs) it's just something that happens. It's just, you have so much love that you just say it all the time. And you, but you don't want it to become meaningless. So I definitely like that. That meant a lot to me hearing that. So, yeah. Um, and then while this, after this whole thing happens, uh, they, they have this seed that they, I, I can't remember the character's name, but he basically says, um, you know, we'll, we'll spread this out into the world and whoever finds it, will hear this song. And, um, will understand what you you've all went through and what we've all been through. Um, and they, they sing this song, man. And it's just like, yeah, I was a wreck. I was, a I hot was mess. also a wreck. <laughs> I was fine, but I really enjoyed the scene. Well, and the way, <laughs> like just the way that it layers, like on top of itself, like as, as more characters start to sing and people start singing different parts and no joke, like when Hup comes in and he's just like, I don't know if he knows what he's singing, but he's doing his own thing and he's harmonizing and he sounds great. And like, as soon as that hits, man, it's just like game over. I can't, I can't keep yeah. it in. When the best boy is in there, the purest boy is there. <laughs> Go! The heart! Oh, right in the feels! Right in the heartstrings! <laughs> Blocked away! Yeah, I, uh... And they, what's funny is, like... like a yeah. When I, when I, like, think about this show, I, I don't know why I never think of this scene. Um, and... It's like one of the, like the cover art images that like Netflix picked. And I'm like, oh, that's weird that they would pick that one. And I'm watching it. I'm just like, oh, my God, fuck. Like, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't remember it that well. Um, this one is probably akin to here's my Ninja Turtles reference. But it's uh, it's pretty much akin to the scene in Ninja oh. Turtles, the movie where they, they all do the fire uh, meditation scene with Splinter, and, like in the in Splinter, the flames. Yeah, which like crosses my soul every time now as an older adult so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this one was really good this, this is probably my favorite most favorite scene in the whole series for sure yeah um later we so after this it changes drastically we go to the crystal castle and there are gelfling getting messed up in there yeah. uh by skexies and they're like hiding <laughs> and they're being Surprise. chased down because the uh, the the and I don't know why it surprised me. Why did it surprise me? Chris, can you tell me why it surprised me that the Gelflings would lose this when we've seen the freaking movie and we know <laughs> the freaking Skeksis don't die? I don't know why I expected something different, but the, the some of the remnants uh, made it to the castle and are like, yo, we're going to tell you what is up. These guys, these guys are crooks. We got to take them out. We're going to rise up tonight. You know, and then and then, you know, cuts away we see all the stuff that we've been talking about and then it cuts back and 
there are pieces of armor and like not bodies laying around the hallway because they don't need those bodies. But, uh, you know, there are pieces of armor and stuff like that strewn around all over the place, like, uh, like guard armor. And then the gourmand is like dragging someone down the hallway, like kicking and screaming and stuff like that. It's, it is uh pretty uh, haunting. So, Behan, I have a, a question to ask your professional uh, dark crystal knowledge self. Yes. Um, about this, why why are there three streams? When that, three that streams. why are there three streams when that one <laughs> when Harvey Firestein's Texas uh, <laughs> is peeing and he pees while he's like oh, happens that feels upon good. him. He's and like, he oh, that feels, feels that so feels, good. That feels better. And then he splits it into three and he's like, that feels the best. <laughs> Why is this guy? He's either got he's either got one wiener with three holes or he's got three wieners. There you go. Yeah. That's just science. <laughs> That's just or, biology. Or he's got that thing that dudes have where sometimes we pee and it splits into two streams. But this one is three. That is a nightmare when that happens. Let me tell you. And you and you and you and miss here. the ball entirely and yeah. hit both. You're like, ball. How, did, how did I get here? Like, oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! <laughs> right now, I'm gonna have to clean the whole bathroom. Yeah. Do not yep. come in here, ladies For and gentlemen. Twenty minutes, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you sit down because you right. never have to deal with that. That's right. <laughs> also, the days of the future. The days are the future. And by that, I mean, they have been the past for a long time, but I'm just not catching up. <laughs> for context, uh, we both purchased bidets at the start of COVID and we don't regret any of it. Oh, man. Dude, I'm, I'm literally never going back. I'm never dunking outside of my house again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, my back. God. I'm going to have to see what's up with some bidets here after this it's, podcast. Dude. I got, yeah, 30 bucks hack. on Amazon life hack changed, my, changed my world. Let me tell wow. you. All right. Super All duper right. clean. Send me a link, baby. I'll do Please. it. Uh, the, <laughs> so Chamberlain goes in and, uh, cause he, Harvey Firestein basically tells him, uh, we, we save the castle and, uh, they're just getting juiced up. Is probably the only way I can put it on on essence. And uh, think about that. how many how many Gelflings were there guarding quotes the castle, and how many freaking Skeksis are there? And the Skeksis won. Yeah, the Skeksis won a surprise attack from the Gelflings that guard the castle. Like, imagine if the freaking Imperial guard of anything from any fiction that you pick rise up against like the monarch or whatever. And the Royal family and the Royal family freaking win. That never happens. Well, it's surprising that like not one of them dies. Yeah. Like one of the ones that they've added. Like I thought that was an interesting choice, but I don't know. I guess they want to show that they're actually like they can, you know, hold their own if they need to. I think Um, it's more. And I mean, and he even says like he kind of gets off on it because he hasn't done it in so long. Yeah, right. and then like it, yeah, feeling the thrill of 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 battle or whatever. Yeah, what are you gonna say, Behunt? And uh, all those, you know, all those Gelfling are like loyal to the to the Skeksis, so it's just like you know, the president and his men like killing all their Secret Service agents who were probably like, "What the hell, man? What we were just guarding you?" Yeah, yeah, 
And they're like, whoops, sliced you. Oops. Also, excuse me while I drink your blood. If you think about this, the fact that there's so much armor and clothing scattered around the castle means that they took them all down to the room, drained their essence, and then carried their armor back up and threw it out into the hallway. Get it out of here. Get this shit out of here, these little baby armors. Either that, (laughs) or they stripped them down naked and then dragged them to the dungeon, which is, I don't know which one I like less. They're a bunch of horny roosters, man. Yeah, Very true. Horny, horny horny Can't help but yeah. be horny when you got three wieners, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got three of them. You're a little bit extra horny. <laughs> oh my god! Well, we cut to the we cut to the cells. <laughs> and Tavern. we cut this part out. We, we cut, cut this part out. <laughs> we cut the cells. Tavra's in there, and she has no idea that her mother's been killed, and somebody dropped oh. that knowledge bomb on her. Which sucks because he apologizes before she knows. Yeah. She's like, What it's about like, my mother? It's the like, worst way to oh. Yeah. So rough. Um the then we have the clans gather uh in uh Harar uh to figure out the Almaldra situation. And speaking of that. And and by the way, I'm just going to interject a quick thought. It is it doubly sucked for me to watch Tavra find out because out of all of the all Madras family, Tavra is the one that I think is genuinely like the best of them. And so watching her waiting to get her essence drained and finding out that her mother was murdered, like it's a bad combo. She didn't deserve. Like out of all of them, out of all the members of the royal family, like she wasn't rebellious. She's like generally the best. And yeah. it's just it sucks. Cause Celadon goes the other way, and then Brea was kind of a rebellious little scamp and now has kind of turned it around. But Tavra seems like a stalwart from the beginning. I mean, to be fair, she's also like running a rebellion right now. Very true. So true. I mean, it worked out. Yeah, like, yeah, it worked out. Um, it's fine. It's fine. This is uh, fine. But when they gather uh, there, they are divided because yep. Stone in the Woods not having it, and the other one I can't remember is not having it. I think it's Rianne's clan because uh, she kind of looks like him. Um, Isn't he like a woodland guffling or something? I forget the name of it. Yeah, at this very moment, but. Um, so Farah challenges Celadon for trial by air, and then Celadon's like, "Oh yeah, no problem." And then later comes out looking which like the Black way? Parade. Which, Wait, by the way, she... she's like, "Oh yeah, no problem. Huh. That's fine. Uh, okay, cool. okay." Which they they make a they make a point that like it's it's been like two hundred and fifty plus years or something since anybody has last challenged the rule and. Uh, when you can choose the manner of your challenge, she says trial by air. And then uh, one of the other Madras says trials and things like that are the Skeksis way, not the Gelfling way, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, I think like, that part of that is didn't the- like the, who, who doesn't like the Skeksis and doesn't like Celadon siding with the Skeksis chooses a Skeksi way of deciding who's right to get her way. I thought, well, I think she's part of it is like almost a, a slap in the face because she's like, if you 
I think she's so confident that she's going to win. She's like, if you really want this, you're going to do it the way that the Skeksis would do it because, mm. um, right. you know, if we're going to stoop to that level, then I'll play, I'll play a game. Mm. At least that's how I saw it. But lots of head pivots going on in here. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I'll then we you. cut back to the crystal desert with, uh, what looks like a flying stingray. It's uh, the storm King from demon souls guys. Get yeah. ready. <laughs> Nerd. Nerd. Uh, we find out that this is a, a Dusen or Dowson, which is a, another Gulfling clan that they worship death. Um, and they roam the, uh, the crystal. But apparently, but apparently that's what the Skeksis say of them. Yes. Yes. And they say that because they, I don't know if it's because of that, but they're the only Gelfling clan that can't be castle guards. Yes. Which is interesting. I'm be, be, because of that statement. I was immediately like, I can't wait to find out more about this tribe and like right. what it is about them that forbids them exclusively from being castle guards. Cause I'm imagining it's going to be something I'm into. <laughs> probably. Um, I feel like they're probably the strongest, like physically, but maybe that's why, but I don't know. They're probably the least in, influenced of the tribes. Cause they're probably also like the most earthly of the tribes. If that makes sense. Although the underground, yeah, Groton's pretty. Groton's pretty well. Yeah, but they're underground. They don't have knowledge of things. That's they're true. Off, they're off the grid. You you they're got the me grid. there. By the way, the only ones that did not show up to return the piece of the crown, but they sent it the with Grotons. their blessing. Yeah, right. Yes. Like they they make it they make it sound like Grotons just don't they just don't they just ever do their own thing. Like it's on. yeah. It's Which that like blissful ignorance thing because nobody bothers them and they're not going to bother anybody. And I think it's kind of the, yeah. you know, and that's the why they, that's why there's racism towards their clan pretty much because no one sees them and they're like, you're different. Yeah. Go away. Yeah, it's easy to, it's easy to demonize somebody that you've never met. Although. Yep. Rian has a pretty racist moment right here where yep. he's like, uh, yo, you really want to get like on this guy's flying stingray right now and float across the desert. Like I don't he just gave you a bunch of bones. I took that more as him being like this, this hot guy rolled up in a freaking Corvette and offered you a ride. <laughs> so like, you're going to go with, we'll go with uh Tyler over here. Cause he's got cool hair. I don't think so. And ice I know monster he, energy drinks. I know he nah. just said that he can show you the world shining splendid, <laughs> but I'm telling you, this guy is full of crap. Okay. Just because he wears bends doesn't mean he's cool, okay? <laughs> just because he's got a popped collar doesn't mean he's better than me, okay, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they do. Yeah. They, 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 they take the ride. Um, well, and they show up straight up and they're like, yo, we heard, we heard the song that you had. Like you're, you're, we, we are very it. empathetic. We dig your right. direction. Fury. We heard your plaintiff whales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, yeah, they they were very like, basically he says, we heard the song of, of the people who have died and it was very moving to us, which like, I guess to me personally put kind of put that worships death to like the lie that it might be like puts the lie to that by being like, 
they like they are very in tune with the loss of life. Right. You can say that you can, you know, you can pretty it up with your, with your freaking Chamberlain words to say that they worship death. But like, it seems like they were being very reverent. And so I was immediately like, Oh, this guy seems like a solid bro. Yeah. Right. I guess we'll see one way or another. I haven't seen the rest of the series, so I don't know. He, this could be, I would agree with that. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. Michelle. Um, after that, they, Oh, Oh my God. Yeah. There's Hop has like one of his best moments that he's had in a while because like for like a bit there he's super sad when he's like oh well sail at your command <laughs> and Hop's like oh sail at your command <laughs> yeah <laughs> so jealous best boy. see that's why that's why the hot dude rolls up and all the other dudes are like whatever get out of here bro good looking cool car. <laughs> We totally forgot to mention the scene where he poses as a paladin, introduces himself as a paladin after he steals that dress, oh, and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. to escort him directly to the royal chambers. And I love how he addresses him too. He's like, "Oh, paladin, I'm paladin." Yeah, <laughs> and, and like the dude believes it. Like they're they're shutting other people out at the gates, and he's like, "Oh." Huh, I'm a paladin, and and this is one of your fancy ladies <laughs> for the Almadra. And the paladin like kind of looks at him and looks looks at D, and then looks back at him. And is like, I'll take you directly to the royal chambers myself. And it's just like, oh, shit, that worked. Like that worked. Go up. Hell How yeah. high is Hup's charisma? My goodness. <laughs> yeah. He rolled a D100 at 100. Nailed it. Nailed it. Critical. <laughs> uh, so after this, we uh, we wow, we get to look at Celadon's uh, Black Parade look, and then <laughs> they <laughs> Pharaoh's like flying around. She's like, "Come on, let's fucking go, let's do it." And then she said, uh, "She says you will bow," and she goes, "I will never bow, I will never bow." And she goes, and then uh, Celadon says, "Then you will crawl," and she throws <laughs> her to the fucking ground, and yeah. it's so rough yeah <laughs> this is not the golfing way it is now and then that yeah that sucked that sucked like, she, uh, they're, they're, they're like, oh, what you're doing it's not the, it's not the golfing way it is now yeah i'll crash your insignificant rebellion Celadon <laughs> <laughs> is like super queen of the the one-liner responses in this episode yeah, she it's it's yeah. so dramatic. She reminds me of somebody who goes to a funeral wearing all black, but it's like a very revealing outfit in all black because she's still trying to be the center of attention, even though it's a funeral for somebody else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know Maybe I mean? trying like, to pick somebody up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, work in the crowd. <laughs> It's like she has no sense of occasion. Man. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. But that's it. That that's what we got for episodes four, five, and six. Uh a ride. A what journey. a what a great set. Like the Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. A Yo, dour a dour middle to a to a grand story. Yeah. Let me get that set list, Bruce. Because that was a good <laughs> set. It's a good set. <laughs> it's a good set. This was harder for me to watch than the first three. 
not because it wasn't good, but because it's like not much happened that I was happy about. <laughs> no, I mean, this is where you start to, yeah, yeah. you get into the heavy, the, the heavy moments of it being raised and keep being raised and keep being raised. There were a few things that I was like, Oh, thank God. Rian isn't literally the only one now. Right. You know? right. Um, and so now there is a sense of like, we've got a bad team and we've got a good team. And some people that I think should really be on the good team are not. And that sucks. Um, you know, but uh, I I do think that the the next I'm very very excited about the next three episodes. The, um, there's one episode in particular that has a great lighthearted segment in it that I think you're really going to like. Um, that I think is 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 needed after uh, these three because there's a lot that happens. I mean, two characters die. Um, yeah, yeah. People, well, and then a bunch of like side characters die. Like it's, Actually, it's rough. interestingly enough. The two characters die that are the two characters that die are basically the same character, because if you look at it, um, uh, the Almadra and I forget what, what Rian's dad's name is, who's the captain of the guard. Yeah, uh, yeah. They are both people in positions of authority that are close to the Skeksis that side with the Skeksis instead of their children who then get turned around by the end and then are unceremoniously killed. <laughs> like that's true of both of those characters. Yeah. And, and it, it sucks. Uh, I'm more disappointed in, uh, Rianne's dad dying because it was for nothing. And I'm, I'm disappointed in the all Madra dying because of what it enabled Celadon to do, which just mm -hmm. freaking sucks. Yeah. I mean, they're both so. sort of like veil, veil lifters for the rest of the characters and their children who, well, some of their children. Um, yeah. And it, they're definitely like the, their deaths are like the catalyst for a lot of things that um, yeah. need to start happening to turn the tide here. But yeah, the next the next four up seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. The next yeah. four episodes. Oh, boy. It'll be hard to to stop watching them because I think after this. It gets real, 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 real good. Yeah, I think this next four was were ones that we watched them all in one straight run the first time we saw it because it was like, I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. Uh, with that, uh, <laughs> B Hunt, where can everybody find you on the internet? Y'all can find me uh, at Media Vandal on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow some of my other uh, tertiary exploits, you can find us, uh, myself and my partner in crime, Eric Sapp, uh, at uh, Heavy Strike, um, which is at H-V-Y-S-T-R-K, uh, where we do some shenanigans in the gaming sphere. And uh, have some music dropping pretty soon, actually. Ooh, so nice. we, we do all the things. Um, so, yeah, that's our creative outlet. It's cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brian, where can they find you? Uh, uh, well, do you know uh, when this episode is going up? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> Probably two weeks I from now. Okay, I just did some features, but they're by that time they 
probably won't be. You can read. I, I wrote some uh, some breakouts from uh, from the uh, IGN Unfiltered interview series with uh, some of the foundational kind of developers behind Diablo Two, and that's, uh, a, or that's that's going up tomorrow. Yeah, the uh, the 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 full one went up today. One of my breakouts went up on Monday, but like this is this is gonna be far in the future. But you can look for them if you want, because they talk about uh, they talk about a bunch of stuff like uh, like they talk about the rumored Diablo two remaster and what they think about that and a bunch of other stuff and uh, and their Torchlight three game that's coming out before too long. Um, so you can check that out for some of my recent work on IGN. Uh, as for me personally, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X. And you can also check out uh, Chris and myself uh, on my video game and nerd culture podcast, which is called The Platformers. You can search for that. That's on um, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, all that sort of stuff. Not on Spotify yet, but we'll maybe get that sorted before too long. I need to start doing that like 10, 10 per day or something like, yeah, I need, to, I need to start whittling away at that. Yeah. So we can, so we can actually get it over to, to a better place where we can put up more spots. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's another thing. Uh, we've also got some other podcast stuff that we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, but I think that's, that's pretty much it. I'm just playing games, writing about them and, uh, talking about them. You can find me at Shrives93 on pretty much everything. Go look. I do things. I, I write the social media stuff on the weekend for IGN. Hey. It's fun. Hey. All right, that's hey. it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this set of episodes. We love you. Bye. Bye. Okay, we got to stop recording. I am going to save my...